Welcome to Let's Talk Link Building. I'm your host, Aaron Anderson from linkpitch.io. And today's guest is Milos Krasinski from Chili Fruit. With Milos, we dived into his approach to link building. And what was really interesting for me is that he does most of his outreach via LinkedIn rather than email. So that was an approach that I hadn't heard much about before. So really fascinating to dive into that and to get his other insights about how to do reciprocal link building at scale. So let's jump right in. Okay, I'm here with uh, Milos. And Milos, thanks for uh, joining me on the show today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's, uh, it's my pleasure. Well, to get us started off, I'd love to learn a little bit about you and you know what you're currently doing and then what led to you getting into this world of SEO and link building. Yeah, so basically, like you know, there's no university SEO, right? So I didn't decide that SEO is going to be my route, right? You didn't, I didn't know that. So um, I was a recording engineer, a mixing engineer, you can tell. And um, there was a small company and I was cleaning like literally noises from my old records. I was responsible to make them digitally shaped, let's put this way. So they were coming from vinyl version then then i had to make them digital and they go into itunes and uh, spotify they were like uh, 50s 60s it, yeah it was uh it was great you know i was uh, doing exactly what i was wanted to but i then quickly realized that it was so many years of studying it and then I just like wow it's not what i really want to do for the rest of my life and the boss of the company said may milos uh, because you know you're Apparently, you know, engineers or engineers have this, you know, mind so they can fix the stuff and everything. I've got like a website. It's called WordPress. And then I have a Google Analytics. And I I need to make sure that these two that are connected can you figure out. Sure. Okay. And then that's how I started, literally. (laughs) So I just, and then I think a few days later, I just realized that WordPress is so easy to build, like a website is so easy to build. You just go to like a... Envato, sure. yeah, I think is, yeah, Envato is like a, one of the biggest platform where you can buy all the things and WordPress themes. There are the theme forest, I think. Yeah, it was called theme forest as well. So it was like, is that it? You just buy the the theme and then you buy the hosting and then you just uh, you, you build the website within the less than a few hours. Then I say maybe I should do the websites and. Just like that. So an uh, old person, like an old uh, friend has asked me, hey, what do you do? It's been like 10 years. We haven't seen each other. Oh, I said, I do websites. And she goes, really? Okay. So Because my mom needs a website. Oh, I can make it. So can you be tomorrow at the West, uh, West London? Uh, I'll tell you um, the address. And she really needs it. Sure, I'll go. And I went there. She did like it. Obviously, I said that I'm going to build it by using um, the ready-to-go, um, like a theme, right, for, for sure. WordPress. And there was like a beauty one. And she goes like, yeah, I like it. Okay, so let's let's go to the ATM. I'll give you the cash now so y- you have it. And then you can start building. Yeah, cool. And then I think, wow. So it it was so easy to sell the, you know, the service to make a website. And I'm thinking, I'm, I must be good at it, you know. So 
I think this is my route. I should go further. And you know, like when you do WordPress, then that's how it starts. You can optimize the SEO. You can find out how to connect uh, Google Search Console, Google Analytics. It's it's everything starts from actual from from the website, right? That's how it is. So you know, it was uh, pretty natural for me to go further step by step. You know, people were asking me, okay, we've got a website, Milos. Well, that's great, but I cannot find my business on the Google. What do I need to do? So. Yeah. Uh, so it took uh, years to get to that stage where I actually find out what is actual link building. Why do I need link building? Why do I want to be in the link building? Because I used to do many other things, like even building WordPress plugins. But um, yes, link building, it's what people were asking me. We need the good links, you know. We are that stage. We are this company that we we need someone who's going to take care of this and we'll do the actual outreach. We'll do the manual sort of strategy. And, you know, because things like this cannot be automated. I mean, there is a very little you can automate, you know, especially when you talk with the people. So I just realized that this is very difficult. Not many people really want to do that. I don't know why. I just realized this is like a niche and kind of like a secret. Not really, not many people doing that. But that was years, years ago. Now, okay, quite a lot of people, you would say they can do this. They, they say they can do this. But I think it's, it's pretty difficult when you build links for one very specific area. There is a cap. And then you, you realize very quickly that it's not that easy. And then you have to be you know, more creative and more creative. So, yeah, so that's, uh, this is why digital PR, link building, outreach was that my... Um, way to go and then i uh, just built my uh, team set it up agency and 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 that's why we're, where i am here now with you yeah, so even okay, people like great. you can can find me from uh, <laughs> us and then can get me um an invitation to podcast which is great you know and i think that's what makes us in this um, industry so happy you know like wow you know we are link builders you know so yeah that was the that was the way yeah thanks for sharing so uh, help me understand what's your kind of process or your overall approach to link building. Is this something, sounds like you do, you offer link building services to clients and what's kind of your overall either approach or, or your strategies or things that you tend to use for, for getting links? We've, um, when I say we, I refer to my team and, and myself. So uh, what we do, we prefer to work uh, on our clients Usually in the SaaS, SaaS is the, uh, it's, it's very important that the client has to be uh, at least SaaS or a software house. So okay. we don't work with any, well, like with everyone. So it has to be B2B and SaaS. Then this is our specialization. And then uh, we've realized we're very good at that. And this is where you can do things. They are, we call them, up. I don't know how, how, how other people call this link exchange partnerships. So some people refer to this as ABC uh, link exchange or link strategy. So basically I can go to your website or to your business and ask Aaron, I'll get you this link from my partner's website, but I want a, a link to my client from your website but I have to offer you something in return, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't want to do A, B. 
but I want to do the ABC. So link partnership exchange, it's, it's a kind of like a main strategy. And that requires a lot of time because we have to contact a lot of people. And, and this is why we don't do too many niches, which is why I, I said in the beginning, SaaS is uh, most preferable. And it has to be SaaS that usually deals with B2B area. So then we know exactly with who we need to speak to. So we do the actual uh, like connections first. We look at the people. Most of the time they are on the LinkedIn. So this is the difference what we realize. We don't do this via email. We do once we find them first via LinkedIn. And once we have the permission to connect with them on the email and they say, yes, we want to do the link exchange. We are interested in that. This is how we do it. Yeah, just to clarify, are you reaching out as if you are the client or are you reaching out as an agency and saying, hey, we have this client they would like to do a link exchange with you. They want to link from this, and this is the offering. Like what? How do? How is it? That depends on the client. If the client wants that, but yes, we can do that. So, so it can be a as a client, b as an agency, three as a person that that kind of like is anonymous. Let's put it this way. Let's. Uh, sure. It has a, a name and surname, but that person actually does not exist. Let's put it this way. So there's like a third yeah. way. Some people prefer to have that because it gives them the possibility to be anonymous. Uh, it's very important. I don't know if, sure. you, if you've seen on a Haro, for example, you know what's Haro, right? Some journalists, especially uh, big reporters, they prefer to be anonymous. So it makes sense to keep that option too, because there's very little very little what you can do on the internet. I mean, people want to verify almost everyone and every single person these days, you know, like think of Google cookies and everything. So you see where I come from now, now this, this policy and then being like as a secret person these days, it's, it's a very difficult to do so. So uh, yeah, I mean, so these are three options, but I prefer that to be anonymous as well, you know, because it's like a 10 years ago internet. But not everyone likes it because you lose that kind of uh, verification very quickly. And LinkedIn, sure. LinkedIn is actually to verify you first because people want to believe that, oh, he's got LinkedIn. So we can see he's connected with this person. He works here and he's sure. also, he's not new, right? So LinkedIn actually does the verification. So for us, it's good because we know that this person that we're going to connect with this person, we can check his history what he does as a link building and, and so on and so on. And if he's new to the link building and so on. So um, that helps a lot. And I think it, you know, when you do that on the email, sometimes you just speak on the email and then, uh, no, it's not like that because email, sure. you know, you would have to verify the person first and LinkedIn is, does that for you. Okay. So, it sounds like you basically have scaled this offering of link exchanges, but you're not doing direct link exchanges. You're always linking from other websites. So like we want to get a link from you and rather than offering the link directly back from our site, we're offering it from a different site. So are you essentially offering from other client websites? Is that how you're doing it? Like we're not going to link from this website, but we're going to link from this other client website of ours. So like, they're going to link to you and then this other client, like, is that how you're getting the ability to offer different links? Yes. Yes. We would need, we would need to have something, right? So basically you can, you can say that 
we kind of like how clients and the other website to you know to trade between them we help them to connect so we are like a between uh, so then we helped to client to trade with uh, but we do the links for them on the on, on their behalf because they don't have time for it and they also they don't want to take responsibility because as they said to us many times who is going to be responsible for the results that's one thing and second you know sure. this because you you evaluate this opportunity so you will tell us which link is going to be good for us you know so we need your expertise not just only help us in connecting with other people you know but we also need someone who's going to choose the links why we should you know if this is it a good deal you know for example like uh, let's put yeah. this way i have a big authority website should i give out link from a blog post of my client to someone who's just started you see where i come from it's not a good ab mm-hmm. uh, exchange yeah. so yeah it depends so- with with who you're speaking to, right? With with who you're dealing. So de- depends on the link, depends on how you negotiate. But yes, uh, pretty much likely it's going to be like ABC, which means we would have to give, let's say, you something in return. Yeah, but so are you doing direct link exchanges where you link to me and I link back to you? Or you're always doing, you link to me and then this other client of mine will then link to you. Is that normally? Like are no, you we, doing the, the direct do, ones do, do, or you're doing both? We do direct ones, but again, uh, as I okay. said, you would have. We do the direct ones. Um, we try not to, but sometimes there is no other way. Let's let's put it this way: If you are the R eighty SAS, and I'm the R eighty SAS, so we we understand our space. It took us years to be yeah. at this point, and probably you would like to get or you would like to exchange with partners who are at the same space or at, let's put it this way, like sort of the same standard, you know, it's a high standard, right? No, not many links you can get at the R80. Uh, very, 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 very few. So, you know, it's a different talk at this level. Uh, you have uh, the power to exchange and then to kind of rule. So for example, like uh, we were talk, uh, we, we were um, negotiating with uh, very few websites but um, even though they said it's fine, you can give us in return something like a DR60 websites, but uh, we would need the toolings in return. So you see, they also understand the negotiation yeah. part. And, and I think this is uh, very interesting uh, because you have to be very good at links, technically good to evaluate them, whether they're good or not. From where? From where did you get them? From like, uh, is it in a specific place from a website? Is it on the homepage or just the blog post or is it old blog post? You know, so lots of uh, factors they, they're playing here. And then you can negotiate. But once you negotiate and then, you know, you build your partners and your network and people appreciate that, uh, sometimes you can even offer them, hey, listen, uh, there is an upcoming guest post or a contribution on our, our article. This guy is writing it. He's also is is very close to publish this. Do you want to put your link, or maybe you would like to add something to this article? So with, with obviously with a link that refers to yours, you know, to your, to the blog post of your client or something. 
And then this is how you can connect a lot of people as well through upcoming article on like, a, I don't know, big website. So sure. are you also managing guest post publishing or you're just, um, the client is letting you be aware of like, oh, this is like the kind of what content is coming up to be published or are you also managing some guest posts uh, as well as a strategy to kind of make it easier to offer these links? Yeah, both, both as well. So link exchange, getting links, link evaluation, link negotiation, and as well as, uh, as I said, you know, like the, for, like for the client is very simple. Milos, look, this is our budget. This is what we want, but uh, we need to see some return on it. And it's not about the number of links, it's, it's about the results. You just tell us how much, and, and then you decide how many links, you know, you need to deliver, right? Because we have other problems with our company and, you know, problems are always, so we have to look for the solution. So we don't even call them problems. They're just opportunity to learn. But, um, you know, this is why we use outsourcing. So it's better to outsource and you become our partner, but, you know, come with the solution. No, don't tell us like how many, because it doesn't really tell us anything. So they don't go into that stage where they have to ask me, oh, do you do this uh, guest post as well, guest post management? They just, they want actual service that will deliver the just results. And then at the end of the monthly report, you see that, oh, this is what's been done. Sure, uh, but in order you know, to get those well. links yeah. and to offer yeah. links to different sites, you are publishing guest posts so you're like, okay, we have this guest post going out. So you know where this guest post is going. And so you can say, oh, we can put this link in it and this link in it for these clients. So you're both yeah. doing guest posting and uh, link exchanges. Those are kind of your two main strategies. Is that right? Could be. Could be, yeah. Guest posts, link exchanges. Yeah, those two. These are the most popular ones, really, because there are many. I mean, what else you can do? You can come up uh, maybe... Um, sure. and are, you can I do guess some the, maybe podcast and then you can yeah. say like to do, do podcast or maybe a look uh i mean there were some there was a client i was working with the client and he said you know many ways we got a budget right so no matter what you want like we can give you this budget and that remember we've connected with that was b2c and that was like a beauty app that you could book a hairdresser for example Sure. So we were connecting with those people. They were around uh, London because we wanted to target London and, and, and the UK as well. And there was um, a lady, she was a blogger, and she said, I can write a story that I will incorporate a link to this app, but I don't need any link in exchange, in return, I don't need any. What I need is you need to a book a session with the nearest hairdresser and I have to book. Yes, that's what she said. And so we had to do this for her. And I was like thinking like, wow, this is a little bit too much. Don't you think, you know, but she was like, she was very good and persuading and we actually did it. So she said, don't invoice me. You just have to go to this hairdresser, book a session and pay. So we, okay. we booked a session for her and she went there and then she wrote actual story that uh, that's what happened, that uh, there was a 
a company that has approached me and then I booked a, a session with this hairdresser in South London. And then um, I've used this app to book the session. Ah, I see. Yeah. Yeah. So she wanted to be very natural. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. It was, it was a cool, but um, most sure. of the people, they just, uh, you know, they prefer to link exchange or if they take any money for, this is another really interesting point. If, if they take money for a link, let's say that sometimes people say it's uh, it, it violates Google's policy. It's interesting because, you know, I believe if it's your blog and you want to monetize it, then democratically speaking, right? You, you've got the freedom of speech, so that you have a freedom of writing and you have a freedom <laughs> of monetization. So it's against <laughs> the constitution, I would say, that someone is telling yeah. you, hey, you cannot monetize your website because you gave this link out to some person and, and the person paid you. Sure. You know, <laughs> it's, an, it's another subject, but um, yeah. yeah. Well, I want to dive more into this uh, this LinkedIn. Yeah. So as I understand it, it sounds like you do all of your outreach via LinkedIn. Like you're also just sending guest post pitches via LinkedIn or you're mostly doing using LinkedIn. Like, do you do any sort of email outreach or you do purely 100% LinkedIn outreach? Now we've, we've changed to, to LinkedIn and we, we yes. Also, that's, that's we really interesting. Slack. Or Slack. Some yeah, Slack, I haven't Slack communities. I have never come across someone that uh, at least that's told me that they're using you know primarily LinkedIn for for outreach. So yeah, it's a very interesting strategy and Slack. So I guess the Slack is just being part of certain communities where you know people are posting like, oh hey, I have a guest post going out. Like you know, so you're kind of part of these communities that you can see those opportunities and communicate with people. Or you're just doing more targeted outreach by identifying specific sites and then outreaching them with LinkedIn. The other problem with the email outreach is if you were doing email outreach for, let's say, I don't know how many years, but I think I can tell easily I've sent more than 100,000 emails from a few email boxes. So I know what kind of challenges you have with the ISP, which is Internet Service Provider. So these yep. are the technical issues. You know. It's very easy to to kind of burn your email or the trust for the trust score. So sure. each ISP, they have sort of like a metric. Oh, this email sends too many emails. They know that. They they measure sure. that. They you have even uh, specialists like email deliverability companies. You can uh, check your yes deliverability. There's so many things and. Yeah, we've experienced that. And it's difficult to manage at large scale. Um, so what have you found yeah. in terms of LinkedIn? What kind of success rate or response rates? Just so I can kind of compare it to email outreach. Do you have any sort of metrics in terms of, oh, and are you doing most of this outreach via in-mail outreach? Or are you like sending like, just random like uh, connection requests and then typing it or and, and and what do you have metrics of like oh we average like a you know thirty percent response rate or like do you have any sort of idea of what your kind of the numbers might look like? I would say seventy percent of the response. Yeah, if not eighty, even sometimes because oh, wow. look, you have so much time on LinkedIn, then you can do you can be very specific. Tell me if that person 
has ever been connected with anyone from our network. It's very likely they're going to be connected. If they are not, that is already stranger. So we don't go with the strangers, you know, because we don't know how we're going to connect with us. So let's say, let's put it this way. You are a CEO of some SaaS company. I will ask you, can you do an introduction for me? But I don't even have to do that sometimes because if I'm connected with you, that opens the opportunity to connect with, you know, with other people. And that's how LinkedIn works. Sure. So it's easy for me to be very specific. If it's marketing manager, if then I know that most likely under the marketing manager, I can check who else and how the company looks like. You can check how many people actually work in the marketing. So if I say, oh, marketing manager, has this marketing manager or is there like a C, um, CMO, which is the chief marketing for someone higher? No, I don't go there. They don't have time to reply. They don't have time to deal with that. So marketing manager probably does that. They must have content guys. If they have content guys, usually they have at least one SEO guy. So it's easy to connect with them that way. And if they don't reply, sometimes happens, we, then we go higher and then we say, we've got an opportunity for you. Do you really want to lose this opportunity? Because your guy didn't reply to us. They will do it. They do it because, <laughs> yeah, that's just one way of, of telling them this way. So most of the time we get what we want and you know with who you're actually talking. You can see a name, say a name, what they do, where do they post, how often they post with, where do they attend? You know, you can see them, you know, you can become a friend. And email is like, you just, sometimes you're praying. Will they reply? Oh, yeah. no, they don't reply. Okay, okay, I will follow up them. So like today, I'll tell you, there's a good story. My guys, they were asking like, what, what happened with this client? You know, he didn't reply for, for like so many times. You know, it's, it's been a while. And I said, look, the company has been acquired I'm surely they, they're very busy, but the last time I, I, I talked with the client is, um, you know, they, they said, we do the great job. We, we shouldn't panic, right? <laughs> it's all good. You know, we, we will get paid, you know, we should build links. They didn't say anything, but it's been a month. Well, okay. Maybe it's just, it was something, well, a follow-up again. Okay. I'll do the third follow-up. And finally, the guy just came back to me and said, look, uh, I was, I wasn't well. I was sick. I just didn't uh, set it up, uh, auto reply or anything. You know, so those uh, situations uh, usually, I, I don't know how other people are, but I think if one person will ignore you for a very long time, then you start thinking, oh, it must be something. He's ignoring me. Or maybe he's busy. Or maybe he's busy with other thing. But, but sometimes a person is just unwell, you know, and it could be that, right? The other thing is that we have had many situations where we did the follow-up and the follow-up went to the spam. So we could be that because you have too many links in the one conversation. We had also emails with uh, a chain that was like nine, more than 100 emails. And if yeah. it's more than 100 emails, I think Google, uh, by default, it says that it will have to create an, a new thread. So we, we were in those situations. And so when you do the exchanges, then you have to manage them. But uh, we realized that first we do the introduction, LinkedIn, we say, hey, are you up for it? Yes, I'm up for it. This is interesting. Okay, let's, 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 may I have your email first? Or could you reply to me? Or we'll, I'll do, we'll do the introduction, it's fine. 
Um, yeah, and I, I don't know. We just realized that this yeah. is like a very good way of, of doing so. Again, it's not perfect. It LinkedIn is only B2B, not B2C. Um, yeah. For SaaS, it's okay because those people are very well educated when it comes to marketing and they understand what has been opportunity. They will not miss it. So when you deal with other industries, it's not going to be that easy. Or yeah. for example, put a put, I, I can I can give and you an example. Yeah. Porn, porn there's, certain, there's certain industries where no nobody <laughs> yeah. is on LinkedIn. Yeah. <laughs> like none of no, the, exactly. the business owners no. are even on there. <laughs> no, like so. B2C will, will not work. Think about B2C food bloggers. I don't think they use a, a LinkedIn. Um, no. So sure. yeah, I yeah. think it's very limited. Yeah, so it it makes sense now why you kind of target the specific area because you know that's that's where like LinkedIn outreach is the most successful. And what's interesting is that you know I see a lot of companies doing this LinkedIn outreach for like B two B sales. Like there's a lot of people doing sales outreach, but I haven't come across it very often where people are doing a lot of LinkedIn outreach for link building. So yeah, it's uh, interesting. I mean, I I get emails or LinkedIn requests because, you know, I have a link building podcast. So I get all these people, oh, you know, I, I have my list of sites and whatever. But yeah, it's uh, it's really interesting. And uh, yeah, definitely uh, something that might be interesting to look into closer. So if people want to like follow you or uh, I don't know if you have like a newsletter or anything or they just want to see what or reach out and, and get in touch, what's the best way for them to do so? LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I think LinkedIn is one of the best, but uh, definitely I'm a I'm a very traditional email guy. I will reply to every email. So milos at chillingfruit.com. LinkedIn or chili, like email, I will reply. And because I always will think, oh, it's an opportunity to connect with other people. So sure. I will not miss it. Great. All right, Milos. Well, uh, yeah, thanks for your time and sharing your insights and, and knowledge with us is uh, super super interesting. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, it was a super quick. I think it was the, the, the fastest ever podcast I did. So thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Um, yeah, yeah. No, thanks for having me.